This is the Diary of an Apartment Investor podcast, and I'm your host, Brian Briscoe. Now, this podcast is designed for the aspiring apartment investor and literally gives them the opportunity to ask the questions that will help them get to the next level. So if you're an aspiring apartment investor, this podcast is for you. Now, this podcast is brought to you by the Tribe of Titans Multifamily Educational Community. It's your one-stop shop for learning how to succeed at apartment investing. Hey, this is Brian Briscoe. I'm the director of the Tribe of Titans Multifamily Educational Group. You guys know me already. This is another multifamily brief episode for you guys today. And today I'm going to talk about rules of thumb. Been thinking a lot about underwriting and been talking with a lot of people about underwriting, reviewing a lot of people's underwritings. And something that is a common misconception is how to use rules of thumb. And one thing I want to say is if it's a rule of thumb that applies to the entire nation, you know, if it's if it's the rule of thumb that's on the spreadsheet that you bought from, you know, one of the people that sells apartment analyzers, then you've really got to look at that with a grain of salt and ask yourself, does it pertain to this particular area? You know, there's a lot of expenses that are not uniform, first of all, across the nation, but they're also not uniform across asset classes or vintage, you know, what year a property was built in. For example, you know, looking at one spreadsheet that, you know, I had sent to me, the rule of thumb on the spreadsheet was $500 per unit per year for repairs and maintenance. Now, I've had a bunch of C-class properties in the Carolinas and Georgia. I've got another C-class property in Ohio. And I can tell you that for C-class properties, you are generally going to be spending a lot more than $500 per unit per year in repairs and maintenance for a C-class property. C-class properties are generally 30 to 50 years old. And so typically you're looking, you know, 70s and 80s vintage for most of your C-class properties. And a property that's 30, 40, 50 years old is going to need a lot more repairs and maintenance than a property that was built last year. Okay. So when you look at the rules of thumb, you always have to ask yourself, do these apply? You know, another expense that can vary drastically between location, between asset class is the insurance. There are some areas that are a little more natural disaster prone where insurance is going to be a lot higher than others. You know, so if you're in a coastal area where you're subject to hurricanes, if you're in tornado alley, or if you're on a major fault line or close to a major fault line in, in an earthquake zone, or if you're close to you know a body of water and you're in a flood zone, your insurance is going to be a lot higher than if you're not in one of those areas. If you're not in an area that's prone to flooding or hurricanes or tornadoes or earthquakes, I don't know where that place is, but if you're if you happen to find a place that doesn't have any of that, your insurance costs are going to be a lot lower. And even between asset classes, you know, the older the property, typically the higher the insurance is going to be. And that's that's just part of, of how the underwriters, you know, look at things. So definitely when you're looking at those rule of thumbs, take them with a grain of salt and make sure you understand you know, what the local dynamics are on a particular property, a particular asset class in a particular area. And that's going to really help you dial in your underwriting. So, I mean, it's, it's a good place to start. And here's something that's going a little further. 
you know, what I like to do when I underwrite is, you know, I'm going to go through, I'm going to do my really, really quick walk through the property first. And when I say walk through, I mean, on paper, not the, not the literal walk through, but on paper, you know, I'm going to enter the T12 in, you know, I'm going to put, put the information in, start building a pro forma, start looking to see what the returns are going to look like. And when I do that, I'm okay using rough numbers. And that's kind of where the rule of thumb goes to play. But what I'll also do is develop my own rules of thumb in a particular market. And this is where it is extremely beneficial to narrow your focus where you are looking at properties. If if you're looking at a property today in Omaha and tomorrow in Tampa, and then you know the next day you're looking in Houston, you're not going to have that type of background and track record to be able to understand local dynamics, to be able to understand the different pricing on, on certain things in different areas. But if you are focusing on one area and you're underwriting C-class value add, 70s vintage in a specific metro, now you're going to start seeing trends. Now you're going to start looking at T12s and you're going to understand you know, what the repairs and maintenance on these things are, what the contract services are going to be, and, and what other line items are going to look like on average. And if you start keeping track of these, you know, you start building out your tracking spreadsheet. And I'm I have a wonderful tracking spreadsheet, part of the Tribe of Titans. But if you start building out this tracking spreadsheet, it's something that can help you figure out you know, what your local rules of thumb are. And so when you first underwrite a property, you can look at your tracking sheet. You can see, okay, here are the comps that I've underwritten in the last three or four weeks. And it's going to save you a lot of time. All right. And that's where you can actually rely on your rules of thumb because they are localized and they are specific. They're not trying to paint a, a picture across the United States, across all asset classes, you know, whether it was built last year or 120 years ago. End of the day, you know, make your own rules of thumb based on where you're at and use those in your underwriting. And then at your second pass, you always want to be sharpening your pencil. All right. And what I mean by that, you know, just like when you're drawing, you sharpen your pencil so you can make more fine, detailed, you know, drawings or notes or whatever. And so as you progress through your underwriting and you're getting closer and closer to making an offer or closer and closer to a contract, your numbers are dialed in and you're using better and better projections each time. That's it for today. Thanks for paying attention. We have another episode coming out on Friday, another one of our Ask the Expert episodes. I think you're really going to enjoy that one. So hang in there and let's see you on Friday. Thanks for listening to the Diary of an Apartment Investor podcast by the Tribe of Titans. If you're still listening, you obviously liked it. So go ahead and subscribe to the podcast. Leave a five-star rating and review if you haven't already. And then make sure to check out our YouTube channel, which incidentally has a ton of video content that you'll also enjoy and learn from. Now, if you're interested in being on the show, go to our website, diaryofanapartmentinvestor.com and fill out the questionnaire on the website. And for more educational content and for more information about our educational community, check us out at thetribeoftitans.info.